Hello, and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. About a month ago, news came out that there had been sexual assaults and gender-based violence at Western University, the alma mater of me and Andrew. It was terrible to hear about and difficult to digest, and in this episode, Andrew and I try to get to the heart of the issue, the responsibility of being made man, and the gifts that God has written into our very bodies that we must be careful and loving stewards of. Also, we don't get into the graphic details of the news or anything, but sharing a warning just in case. So, I'm in a bad mood. I am a little bit pissed off. Uh, Today, on the day that we are recording this, uh, the Jays were eliminated from being able to make the playoffs. It was was an intense final day for those who care. Um, The the Jays are a baseball team, in case you aren't aware, and uh, the Jays needed to win today. (laughs) <laughs> in order, the, the Jays needed to win today, and they needed um, either the New York Yankees or the Boston Red Sox to lose. Uh, the Jays did their part. They won 12-4, um, but unfortunately, it, it was pretty close. Um, Boston was losing for most of the day, so that was exciting. And then at the very end of the game, they came back and won, so that was crappy. I was unhappy. Uh, and then the Yankees uh, were tied 0-0 for, again, most of the game. And at the very end, they came back and won. And so the Jays are not, in, they don't make the playoffs uh, and I am in a bad mood. So apologies in advance if, if this episode <laughs> comes out a little, a little bit pissy on my end. Um, but Andrew, why don't you give us your thoughts on uh, how you feel about baseball? I, <laughs> I, uh, at one point I, I had asked my friend, uh, not you, but a different friend who, lo- who loves the Jays uh, to sit down with me and just teach me to appreciate the game. And, uh, cause I was like, there, there's gotta be something here. Too many people watch it for it to be like, just as boring as I think. <laughs> and then, um, he was like, all right, so what I like to do is guess which pitch they're going to pitch before they do it. And I was like, I can't, like, I just... <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that, that's how I feel. I, I want to go to a game though. Cause I feel like it's just an experience that like I don't have, um, and I mean, like, whether or not I stay for the whole thing, like, who knows? But, um, but yeah, I, I want to go to a game. Or something. Oh, I, I probably should have asked you because I actually went to a game earlier this week when I told you I was downtown. And I was just like, I, I had considered yeah. asking you and I was like, Andrew wouldn't be down. I'm not even going to bother. But uh, next time I will. <laughs> next time I will actually ask you. Yeah. Um, okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's tough news for me. Uh, again, I will be un- a little unhappy probably throughout the episode. Um, but as you may have noticed, Andrew and I are back virtually this time, uh, after a couple of weeks off, I think we had planned to record a little bit earlier, but, uh, life got in the way, I think for both of us, mm-hmm. just in terms of busy schedules. So, um, I'm sure our listener base was very eager to get our next episode. So, um, just thanks devastated. For just didn't yeah. know what to do with their lives. <laughs> thanks for your patience. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, hope you're not too, too, uh, too pissy and too angry at us, but. Uh, I think on the on the on the topic of being upset, uh, I think that's some news that we want to start off our episode with is 
something both of us, I think, and a lot of people are upset with. Uh, about three weeks ago, there was something that happened at, at our our alma mater, our uh, the university that both of us went to, uh, Western University, University of Western Ontario. Um, there was some news kind of uh, coming out of Frosh Week or O Week or to the uninitiated, uh, no pun intended, the orient- orientation week, which is the first uh, the first week that um, first years uh, undergrad typically go through um, every year just to get them into the university scene and, and, and the environment and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, every I think every university has this just to orient uh, their 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 frosh. Um, so if you if you haven't heard, what happened was about three weeks ago, I think first or second week of September. Um, there was a big party at one of the residences on, on campus, um, and as, as is typically the case, again, at, at the end of O-Week. And uh, there were reports, several reports, uh, coming out of the residence that um, there was some, there was a lot, actually, of, of sexual uh, violence that had occurred, gender-based violence that had occurred, um, sexual assault. Um, I guess... You know, on that front, maybe uh, it's probably me and Andrew's duty here to also kind of mention a bit of a trigger warning in case that's that's something that, you know, that might affect you. Um, not that Andrew and I are going to get into that in any kind of graphic detail, but uh, just in case, I think that's something that we want to bring up and just to mention out of courtesy. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, it, it's a very unfortunate circumstance, I think, um, where I think up to like 30 cases of, of women who reported, you know, either just being uh, sexually assaulted or being drugged and then sexually assaulted or just being drugged for the purpose of being sexually assaulted. All just uh, just terrible stuff to try and even digest, I think, um, to even try to read about. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of hits home closer just because both Andrew and I went to Western. Um, but at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily matter. It's not totally relevant whether or not it's at, whether or not it's at, uh, at Western. Um, but I think we want to use this kind of as a launching point, uh, to get into the rest of our episode, but, you know, just, just terrible news, you know, obviously before we even continue on, uh, we ask that you pray for them, uh, pray for the victims, pray for the people mm-hmm. who have been kind of in between, right? Like maybe who were just kind of there as bystanders um, and also pray for those who uh, who may have initiated or, or been the perpetrators of this just, you know, for a change of heart, right? Uh, for, for God's mercy um, and grace to fall on them. Um, anything you want to add there, Andrew? No, I think it's, you know, it, it really does hit close to home, particularly for me because it was actually in the residence that I went to and lived in the first year. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's appalling and, and I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, what we want to take a look at is across the spectrum, you know, how, how have we kind of misconstrued kind of these gender roles and how have we kind of taken it too far in a lot of different ways, um, big and small, right? I think, you know, this is an extreme example, and this is one obviously that is, is very sorrowful, but there are lots of, you know, microcosms of this as well in society. And we just want to touch on this a little bit and say, you know, from a Catholic point of view, this isn't this isn't how we want to live, right? As lay people, we we want to be become good fathers to our children and good good men for you know the uh, the next generation that looks up to us. So that's kind of what we want to talk about today. Exactly, exactly. So you know, you touched on whether it was whether it was fatherhood or um, 
I think maybe even brotherhood uh, or, you know, general mm-hmm. friendship. I think kind of the overarching theme of our episode today is definitely uh, the responsibility of, of being a man, of being made man um, yeah. by God, right? Um, you know, we'll have a little bit of theology of body, uh, theology of the body sprinkled into this. Um, but I think we just want to touch on, um, you know, with the obvious kind of theme from the news coming out of Western being, you know, this is... Again, gender-based violence, um, very much initiated, I think, by men who are kind of taking advantage of their, uh, I guess, I don't know, roles of power or or just, you know, being stronger or seen as stronger um, and kind of abusing that power. Um, You know, I think we want to dive into, like Andrew mentioned, from a Catholic point of view, what should we, re- how should we really be conducting ourselves, right, as men? Um, how should we be we mm-hmm. behaving so that we don't get into these situations? Because I think a lot of the time, you know, um, we it's not like we wake up in the morning, I think, um, or it's not like the perpetrators in this, in this particular piece of news woke up in the morning thinking, you know, um, this is what I'm going to do, right, this, this heinous act or whatever. Uh, but I think it's it's very much something that you might have mentioned earlier in the, in an earlier episode where it's a lot of maybe smaller moments uh, that build up and lead along the way mm-hmm. to um, kind of creating the culture or creating the mindset that leads to these kinds of extreme uh, results or outcomes that we wouldn't have imagined ourselves doing. But if you look back and you think about all the small things that came up along the way and the decisions that were made... Or the, or the choices that were made. It's kind of like, well, this is why you were involved in something that is so terrible, right? Um, and so that that's kind of, let's start there, right? You know, we talk about small choices. We talk about the responsibility of men. And I, I, I kind of want to think about this, this idea of, of, of chivalry. Uh, hmm. And I think, you know, at first mention of the term, you know, you think of like, the medieval ages you think of like knights and i don't know or like maybe you think to like disney yeah. and you think of like you know princes and prince charming coming to save their like uh, yeah. whatever um i don't think that's what we're talking about today right uh, i think we're talking about being virtuous what do you think yeah yeah i agree you know it's uh, chivalry is almost like i guess a secular way of saying it but at the end of the day we're just talking about uh being an upright man Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of what we mean in that sense. Um, and it's really interesting because I feel like whenever this concept of chivalry comes up, it's it's looked at in one of two ways, right? It's either like, oh, that's such an old-fashioned notion, or it's, well, I open doors for women, right? And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of just so uh, simplified in a way that, that makes it seem like the actions are the point. Um, you know, and, that, and it's kind of empty in those actions. I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, that's kind of something that, you know, really, really strikes home for me. I said that like three times, but like it's in particular because um, growing up, I actually for a couple of years in, in my in my uh, high school life, I went to an all boys high school. Mm. And it's actually really interesting because when we talk about the chivalry, in a sense, there, there is a direct opposite in my mind, um, which is kind of what's infecting society in a lot of ways or uh, potentially, you know, have, might have been there for these young men who 
uh, who co- were part of the inc- these incidents, uh, which is machismo, right? That like over uh, manliness that like men are all of these like men don't cry men are you know uh these like figures of absolute strength and like all women should be submissive and like whether or not it's like to that full degree you know it's 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 kind of that's the balancing act here right like how i think this is where 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 you know we want to kind of have our conversations where is that middle ground where you know it's a little bit more than just saying I'll throw down my gauntlet on your behalf, my, my dame. Right. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of between that and the, like, um, I can be a strong man for my household in there. You know, there, there's something that's really good in terms of men being strong that, that doesn't go all the way to the, like, my strength is like subordinate to nothing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I love that you use the word strong so much or strength. Um, I think that's something that we should focus on, if anything, because there is, like you've already mentioned, this whole idea that to be a man is to be strong in all these different ways where really that's not the case. Right. Uh, we are called mm-hmm. to be strong, but not in the ways that I think a lot of the times, you know, fairy tales or whatever. I, I don't necessarily want to call it society and, and broaden it that way. Maybe it's applicable. But sure. Whatever. Um, whatever it is that, you know, the outside world kind of builds it to be. Um, I am, I'm, I'm someone who definitely does not fall into those, uh, those lines. I think definitely you and me, right? Like, you know, if you, you mm-hmm. talked about crying, both of us are criers. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's just one example. Uh, so what is strength, right? What defines strength? And to me, um, to me, it's, you know, it's not so much, you know, how much you can lift or, um, how little you cry or, or how little emotion you show or whatever it is. To me, strength is your ability to, to die to yourself, um, to, to sacrifice the things that you want, right? It can be something kind of trivial. It could be something like, you know, giving up, uh, I guess, I guess in, in, uh, to, be, to be relevant to how I opened this episode, it could be as, something as simple as giving up watching a Jays game so I can spend time with my girlfriend. Right. Because she knows that watching mm-hmm. um, sports is something that I like to do in my spare time. Um, and so it would be a bit of a sacrifice if you if you want to label it that way, if you have to label it that way, um, just so that I can spend time with her. Right. Um, it could be something trivial like that. It could be something big like, um, I don't know, I don't want to I don't want a virtue signal call back to an episode or two ago. Um, but, you know, I think on a day to day basis, you know, we are called to die to ourselves within the context of how we mm-hmm. treat, um, you know, to bring it back to the theme of this episode, how we treat our significant others as uh, who are women, right? Um, to, to really strengthen mm-hmm. the love that you have for this person um, and to show that, you know, you understand that this isn't about you, right? And I think this is actually mm-hmm. a central theme to the responsibility that we have um, and even a central theme to what happened at Western, right? With the sexual assault, with the gender-based violence, it's not about you. It shouldn't be about you. It should be about, it should be about what you have to give up, what you have to sacrifice, whether it's from a sexual point of view, whether it's from a loving point of view is really how I would actually uh, term it, um, Mm -hmm. to the women around you. Um, like that's the responsibility that you have and that, that we have as men, instead of just going out and, 
being like, you know, it's all about me. It's all about what I can get out of this, this, and this, what I can get out of this person. Right. And so to me, it's, it's dying of self. To me, it's making it not about you. I don't know if that's. Yeah. Also, so yeah. I think I, I was going to say, uh, you know, I have a slightly different uh, view on it, but I think it's very related and very in parallel to you. But um, the way that I look at like strength in men is um, really founded on, on a man's integrity. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a visible integrity. Um, and, and what do I mean by that? I think it means that as a man, you know, I understand who I am and what I'm about and that's unshakable to me. That's what strength is in men. And, and you know what, like, realistically speaking to get there you have to take a long hard look at who you are i don't think anyone to your point earlier i don't think anyone's gonna say okay let me sit down who is andrew who isn't andrew and i'll just say like all right like andrew is you know um a misogynist like no one's gonna sit down and like write that number one mm -hmm. like there's going to be inherently a draw towards good things and you take a hard look and you're like these are things that i don't want to be and then you build that and to me manhood really is understanding those likes and dislikes in terms of who i am today building yourself up and like really standing by that growth that you're going for right that integrity of i am personally i'm a man who struggles with patience I'm a mm -hmm. man who often, you know, projects my own, um, you know, my own gifts in ways that kind of looks down on others. So I struggle with pride. Um, mm -hmm. These are things that I don't like about myself that I'm committed to improving. And so my integrity will be any time when someone calls me out on those, I acknowledge, yes, that was prideful. I shouldn't have done that. Yes, I was impatient. I shouldn't have done that. And that to me is far from weakness, right? In a lot of ways, a lot of people would see that as weakness. Like you're taking back something you said, you're not being a man. Like, well, no, I'm being a man because I'm recognizing that this is the growth that I committed to. And it is crucial for me to have the integrity to acknowledge that and to maintain that all the way through, regardless of what circumstance. And I think it really ties back, sorry, uh, to, to what you were saying nope. too. Yeah, no worries. I, I just wanted to touch on what you were saying about... Um how for you a lot of what your manhood is based on is also just knowing that you know who you are and you know the the foundational values i guess and principles and beliefs that you stand on which i think is such a gift of um of how you've been formed i think right um you know mm -hmm. of how you've been you know so involved in your faith life of what your relationship with jesus like what that reflects um like that's such a beautiful thing where you know you can call upon that to be like, well, because my goal is to get to heaven and my goal, therefore, is also to live in the same way that Jesus did. That is how I strive to live my earthly life and how I strive to live my relationships mm. with those around me, including, again, to be relevant to this episode, the women around me, the woman I'm married to. Um, and I think it's it's such a good reminder mm. for, for a m many different groups of us, right? Right. The first group being, you know, if you have been raised in an environment of being Catholic, of knowing God, of knowing Christ, it's you may have moments of weakness, 
right? We are like, you know, you may have struggle, you may have struggles with uh, different areas of chastity, right? You may have struggles with pride, yeah. as you pointed out, or envy or whatever it is. But you can, first of all, pray, call upon the Holy Spirit, uh, pray to the Lord for the grace to get through those moments. But also on a, from a practical or that, you know, again, I guess practical perspective, not totally the right word because praying is practical. Um, from that perspective, just also remind yourself that, you know, this is what you know. This is who you uh, have been built up to be, shaped by the hands of God, to be someone who seeks virtue, to be someone who battles temptation and defeats sin, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that's the first group that I guess you and I fall into. But in another group where you may not have been formed in such a way, I think it just sure. comes down to, you know, love of your neighbor. I think that's something that all of us can identify with, regardless of whether or not you believe yeah. in God, regardless of whether or not you are a follower of Christ. Love of your neighbor <laughs> simply cannot result in the outcome of what happened at Western, of the news that we mm-hmm. just started off our episode with, right? Love of your neighbor means that you are looking out for the people around you, that you are being charitable, um, you may not be explicitly striving for the kingdom of God, but that doesn't stop you from being kind, uh, from showing joy, from defeating envy and pride, all of those things, right? Um, so I, I just, I, I actually really like that you talked about how you were, um, yeah, how you are very much, you know, a reflection of the things that you stand up for, that you believe in, all of those things. Um, and I, I just wanted to quickly touch mm-hmm. on that. I kind of cut you off, sorry. No, 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 that's okay. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, like, I, I think that's a really, really great point. And you know what, like, at the end of the day, um, I, I think pursuing virtue isn't a purely Catholic thing, right? Um, and at the end of the day, like that, that's really what all this is about, is understanding which virtues you're pursuing, how you have shortcomings, and being really, like, truthfully committed to that growth. Right. That, that's really what I'm getting at here. And, and I think, you know, that integrity is to stay true to that. But the act of integrity, in a lot of senses, is that dying to self that you talked about, right? I'm dying to these peripheral wants yeah. that I have because I made this commitment that I'm going to grow in virtue. I'm dying to, like, the Jays game because my commitment is to, um, to love you know, your girlfriend and to discern the vocation of marriage with her. That's the commitment that you've made. And, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, the question really, regardless of whether you're a man or a woman, is like, have you done that assessment, right? Have you done that assessment of like, where am I and what am I pursuing? Because I think it's one thing to generically say, you know, I desire a relationship with Jesus. I guess it's a beautiful thing. And that's something that we should all be doing. But the question the, the part two, you know, it comes quickly, right? The second, the, the, was it? The other shoe drops quick. Um, it's, that's not how it goes, but anyways. It's okay. I think um, <laughs> um, it's um, how, yeah. how are you pursuing that relationship with Jesus? Man or woman, there is an element of integrity there. To me, manhood is that really visible, unshakable integrity, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and that just, you know, it's, no one can take that from you. That's what that strength is. I'm strong in that no one can shake my core. I think there's a lot to be said there. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, and it's like the whole thing of, you know, males being in their position of power and kind of abusing mm. that power is just, it's such a tiring narrative in the sense of, you know, usually when people say tiring narrative, it's like, oh, like, um, you guys are full of crap. Like, um, you know, the story, the narrative that you're spinning doesn't make sense. No, for me, when I say tiring narrative, I mean, I'm tired of hearing all of these stories of men abusing their, their roles, uh, of, of being, you know, whether it's protectors, people who initiate all of these things, because it's true. It's, it's just keeps happening and happening, whether it's gender-based violence, whether it's, um, you know, violence against children, whether it's anything like that, just again, men who are, you know, whether it's physically or because of societal, uh, norms or preconditions and biases are somehow in positions of power. Just, just abusing that power, uh, abusing that responsibility of being made man. There are two things that piss me off. First thing is Toronto sports, as I mentioned off the top. The second thing is this, this whole issue of, of men just, uh, just being irresponsible with the gifts that they've been given from God. Right. Um, starting from the beginning here, I'm going to cite, obviously, uh, just a, a couple of Bible stories here. But starting from Adam and Eve, right? You know, everyone remembers that, like, oh, the serpent came to Eve and the serpent, you know, uh, tricked Eve into eating the apple. And then Eve even went and uh, gave part of the apple to, to Adam. And, and, you know, it's all Eve's fault. But, like, mm. why was Eve alone in the first place is my question. Mm. Right. Why did Adam leave Eve? Yes, that's what I meant to say. Why did Adam leave Eve alone and unprotected? And let her go wandering in the sense of knowing that, you know, it might not have been a place that is totally safe to be like that, right? Uh, or to go and to go and wander. <laughs> and then if you read on in the story of Genesis, he then tries to blame her, uh, which is just a cowardice, really. Um, but also a metaphor for so many of us males, including myself, I'm sure also including for you, where in some way or another, sometimes we just want to push off the blame or sometimes we just want to shy away from again taking that responsibility of being accountable right of of just not being like this is strength to me right strength is owning up to when you've done something wrong that's all like, yeah why 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 blame her right adam uh another bible story yeah. in the old testament king david and bathsheba um this king you know, everyone remembers the story of David and Goliath. You read on in the, in the Bible and you hear about how great of a man and how great of a king David has become. And to this day, King David is cited at the, you know, kind of like when you uh, talk about like the, the familial hierarchy, I guess, the bloodline. That's what I'm looking for of, of Jesus, of Joseph. It's like from King David, these people were descended. Yeah. And that speaks to, again, how great of a king he was. But that is not to say, again, that he also didn't have his moment of weakness, of abusing his power to um, he to force Bathsheba to have sexual relationships with him, right? To be with him. Mm -hmm. And then he had he went like again, the second step of making it even worse is he went and had her husband, because she was already married, killed in battle. Right? Again, just mm -hmm. this this whole story, this whole narrative of cowardice, of of men. Uh, you know, abusing their responsibility, abusing their power, if I haven't said it enough. The common themes of just selfishness and cowardice. And this is what I find, you know, if I were to extrapolate and 
take it out from this, the news of what happened at Western. That's that's what I see there as well. These common themes of selfishness and, and, and cowardice. Yeah. You know, I, I think um, one thing you touched on earlier really kind of puts it all into perspective and shows how silly this is uh, from our Catholic point of view. Uh, you know, one of the things that we talk about often enough is that like everything, and we talked about this a, a few times in the pod, everything is a gift from God, like everything. Yeah. These times where people are in positions of power is another example of that, right? You talked about this, like, you know, you have received particular talents as gifts, right? I, so for myself, you know, I, I'm good at public speaking. That's not because I am amazing on my own power and my own, by my own merit. So there's nothing particular that I did differently from the next person growing up that meant that, you know, I've earned this talent, you know, like that, like that would be just like anyone who says that about a talent. It's just like you look back and like, that's not the case. So these are all gifts to take that and then to be proud of it in a way that, you know, this is all me is just silly. King David, his kingship obviously had nothing to do with him. You know, he mm-hmm. was chosen. He was anointed. He was the youngest brother. You know, like there, there's nothing about the situation that meant that he was supposed to be the one, you know, but God chose him. God put him into power. And then he says, well, now that I'm here, let me use this power for me. Like, it's just mm-hmm. silly. Um, and so I guess really the challenge for us is like, are we doing this like big or small? Are we, are we, are we taking these different gifts that God's given us and, and, and not using them per- to pursue virtue, right? To tie it all back for us. Are we saying that we're not dying to ourselves? We're actually saying, because I have this talent, I'm going to do all these things for myself. Is this all about me or is this about love of the other? Like you said earlier, yeah. right? That That's really what it gets, comes down to at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I want to bring in a bit, a little bit of theology of the body here just to, uh, just because I think it's important, uh, you know, obviously given the context of, you know, things like sexual assault, um, I think that's a very obvious tie in. But I think when talking about the responsibility of being made man, you can't have that discussion without talking about theology of the body. And I'm not I'm not a TOB expert, um, and I guess neither are you. But I think all I want to say simply is just that it's written, the responsibility of being made man, of being man, of the gift that we have is written into our bodies. Right? If you, if, if you haven't thought about this before, if you've never received, you know, any kind of uh education i guess on on theology of the body god designed men to give right god designed men to act to be the initiators right and hmm. i used i used that word earlier on i think when i was describing what happened at western of the men in these in this in these incidences uh, you know, of, of sexual assault and gender-based violence. They were the initiators. Um, there was, there were probably a couple stories uh, that actually got into very graphic detail about what happened. Um, for the purposes of this podcast, and again, just for the sake of any trigger warnings or whatnot, like I, I'm not going to go into those details, but they are available online if you if you are uh, if you are interested in reading it. Um, just become just to become more educated on the situation, you can message me um, or email me, and I can send you those links. But um, you know, in reading through those stories, it is there's 
nothing more evident than how all, all the things that we've been saying, how the the men in these um, in these stories, in these crimes, were just totally abusing the power that they had. Again, whether it was just because of the circumstance that they were in, or just because of their physical strength, right? Um, and so to circle back to theology of the body, it is written into our bodies that we are the ones to give and to act and to initiate. We, and through those things of giving and acting and initiating, right, the woman's body is made to receive. That's how we create life, right? And, and, and what a gift. We talked about, you just talked about gifts. What a gift it is to, to know that God designed male and female such that life can be created between them. And for us in our positions as men to be the initiators of that, like what a big responsibility. And to, to underline the point, what a thing to not screw up and yeah. to not be irresponsible about. You know, I think like when you say that, what comes to mind for me is also there's a dignity and a respect for yourself as well. You know, I think, um, given that this is this beautiful gift that's there, it's to water it down with so simple a base desire to turn yourself into really a tool for earthly goals. It's, it's just, I don't know how to describe it. It's like taking a Porsche to take out the garbage. Like it just, it just doesn't make sense. You know, like we not only are built to be gift, uh, to be the initiators and to be the ones who give, we're the ones to initiate beauty. Mm-hmm. We're the ones to create beauty and goodness. And when we let ourselves become anything less than that like really what we're ending what we're doing is we're we're saying look this is all i'm good for you know god Mm -hmm. god didn't make me for all this good stuff god god made me for this and it's just that's not the case you know Mm -hmm. all of us are called to be something way more than that way more beautiful than that and and really uh, take a hard look in the mirror you know like can you really look in the mirror and say, Hey, you know, you're, you're some good stuff. Like you're, there's something there that's beautiful, you know, and you are part of God's miracle. What you find, and I can probably say this with more personal experience than you, what you find when you start to head down these other avenues is that it's a lot harder to say that. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? It's a lot harder to say, yeah, like you're you're part of something beautiful because you're like, oh, but what about? But what about? But what about? Mm-hmm. Like save yourself, guys, you know? Mm-hmm. You can save yourself from all of those whatabouts and just be like if your whatabout is is something like I thought about stealing candy from the store, like you're you're in good shape, you know? <laughs> um, you don't want to be in in these situations because it just makes it so much tougher to receive because we also as much as we're made to give we also need to receive and if we can't even do the one function then you know it just becomes more and more layers that are that are stopping us from getting to where we need to go so yeah just 
don't don't make yourself into something cheap i think that's a perfect segue of you know obviously a lot of our discourse today has been specifically directly directed towards the males right the male audience Mm -hmm. in the ways that we're speaking but i think if there was something that i want to say to any women who are listening it's don't cheapen yourselves by settling for something that's cheap you know right uh women are so beautiful uh their gift is just as beautiful because god designed it that way we are equally beautiful in our own unique ways whether to give or to receive um you know that's i think that's something that so many people struggle with is a lot of what society preaches is that you can settle for something that is cheap mm-hmm. and and that's just sad right and it's a tragedy and you know there are temptations of like i don't want to spend the rest of my life alone or you know uh pressures from family or pressures from, again, society and friends, whatever it is. But God, God, first of all, made you beautiful. And if you are being called to the vocation of being with someone, of being married, God has someone beautiful in mind for you too, right? Mm -hmm. And regardless of whether you're being called to a vocation of marriage or a vocation of being single or obviously of a, a religious vocation, God himself is also beautiful. BT dubs. So that's something to cling on to as well. Uh, We are all made in the image of God. God himself is beautiful. You are beautiful. You are a gift. Um, You know, and as we kind of wrap up here, I I, I want to kind of talk about like, you know, how should we proceed or what should we do, right? As always. And I want to bring up a Bible verse from Matthew chapter five, uh, verses 27 and 28. Um, Again, just relevant to the news that came out of Western three weeks ago concerning adultery you have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery but i say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart i specifically cite this bible verse because i just want to touch on what i mentioned earlier of you know people probably hopefully don't wake up in the morning thinking At 10 p.m., 11 p.m. tonight, this is what I'm going to do, and it's going to be a terrible thing. But what happens is, along the way, you could be finding yourself checking out someone who's attractive just on the streets. Along the way, you could be looking up pictures of pornography, watching pornography. Along the way, you could be thinking, oh, you know, this person in my life, like, you know... I don't know, falling into the temptation of like, this is how I would use them or something. Just, you mm-hmm. know, un, just some kind of, you know, uh, immoral thoughts, things like that. Yeah. Um, and obviously this, this, is, this, the, this piece of news is centered on things like, um, you know, unchastity and, and, and sex. But if you are struggling with other, you know, deadly sins or sins in general, you know, I'm sure there are similar kinds of uh, temptations along the way that, that, lead you to fall to those sins. But Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 and 28, right? Everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery, has already committed that sin in his heart, his or her heart. And I think that's just something to remember where, you know, all of this is something that is a culmination 
of the little moments along the way of the mindset that you form for yourself of, you know, the foundation that, like we talked about earlier, that you have built to stand on that is now being reflected from you. Right. And so what do you do in the case of this? Right. The, the verses go on verse 29 and 30. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body, whole body to go into hell. Right. Are, 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 is, is Jesus suggesting that you literally take a, take a knife and, and chop off your hand or, you know, gouge out your eye? Maybe not quite. But is it is it your phone, right? That you can maybe get 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 rid of, right? Can you can you convert from a smartphone to, you know, an old school Motorola razor for for a few months or something like that, right? Um, or whatever other temptation it is that's leading you to sin, can you get rid of that so that you can place yourself in a better position and not end up in a spot where you're committing this much bigger sin and regretting it later on? Yeah, I think, you know, this is um, such a great way for us to end off because what I want to call to mind in those first two verses is that Jesus is very specific. He doesn't say, when you look at a woman, you have already committed adultery. It's when you look at a woman with lust. Mm. So let's be clear here. There is beauty all around us. And recognizing beauty is never a bad thing. It's the overreaching of that appreciation for beauty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the, this woman is beautiful, so this is what I want to do to her. Mm -hmm. That's where you've headed down the wrong path. If it's, this woman is beautiful, ask yourself, what is this beauty trying to call me towards? You know? Is this, you know, like dating is a great example. Many, many people date women, date men who they don't end up marrying. Does that mean you have to drop the relationship and be like, that never happened? No, there was something beautiful there that you need to recognize that could be in a friendship, right? Um, so I just really want to call that. It's, it's not, you know, put on the blinders, never look at anyone. It's learn how to recognize beauty for beauty's sake, mm -hmm. not for your own sake. I, I don't want to go too far into this because this could become a whole other episode, but I think um, one of the resources that um, hopefully we can, or I will say we will link in, uh, in the chat or in our description afterwards is a, a couple talks on Catholic morality that father Kevin Belgrave gave as workshop talks for, uh, one of the years for GT. I think it was your year of GT 20. Yeah. GT 20. Uh, GT 20. Yeah. Uh, one of the years at, at our GT retreat. Um, cause that was really, really good. He talks about how Catholic morality is a combination of understanding the virtues and the map that that gives us towards sainthood and kind of our own consciousness in terms of being the GPS to tell us in like the now, where do I go? And one of the things he talks about, to your point, is put yourself in a situation to succeed, in, other, in, in different words. If you struggle with lust, get rid of the things that you normally go to for those lustful uh, sins, you know? If it's, I'll talk in my example, if it's bringing the phone to the bed, then stop bringing your phone into your room. You know, do the little things that mean your environment no longer leads you down that path. But anyways, Father Kevin delivers it far better than I do. So really, you know, I encourage you guys to check those talks out. 
for sure. Okay, I will include those links in the description. Um, so I, I think that's, we're going to have to call it a wrap there. It's been a bit of a longer episode. Um, I actually did want to spend some time, perhaps I'll try to do it quickly, of just recognizing um, the, uh, you know, when we release this, it'll probably be about a week after the uh, September 30th National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, um, which is beautiful. I was able to attend, the Archdiocese held kind of a prayer service, Archdiocese of Toronto live-streamed a prayer service, and I was able to watch that. Um, and it was it was very nice, uh, I think, just to kind of... Um, we were able to see some some of the culture um, from the indigenous, um, and these these were indigenous Catholics, I I, I believe I'm pretty sure uh, who who participated in this prayer service next to um, Archbishop Cardinal Thomas Collins. So um, you know I, I bring that up because you know we had an episode on it, uh, but the idea is that the discussion shouldn't stop. Obviously, right? Um, the prayers should not stop. Uh, I believe you know efforts are still underway to see if there are more mass graves uh, depicting this tragedy, right? So, you know, continue on with, with recognizing the indigenous peoples and, and what's been happening there. Um, and the uh, Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops did recently formally state their apology. Um, so that was, that was heartening, I think, for, at least on my end, to, to see um, and to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were effort, uh, there's, there was also a, an additional pledge, I think, of, of uh, a monetary pledge um, over the next, I believe, five years. Uh, I should have gotten the number. I don't have it handy, but a, a pledge from the the bishops uh, for, for Indigenous causes. So, um, you know, just want to quickly touch on that before we sign off here. Um, and it, I guess a bit of a heavier, heavier episode with the way, uh, you know, with what this episode was about and with the way that we're ending this. But we thank you for... Uh, coming along for the ride, I guess. Um, we ask that you keep all of these parties in your prayers, right? Because, uh, you know, they need them. Um, and we pray for society and the world as a whole, uh, again, for that change of heart. Um, so you'll hear from us in a couple of weeks. And until next time, um, hope you all take care. Have a great Thanksgiving, everyone.